Do you ever feel like there's just too many things going on and you don't know what to tackle first? Do you ever feel like there's just so much information and so little time and so many things to do? And do you ever feel like you just don't know what to do first or how to do it first or how to go about your day? Well, have no fear because again, Mr. T is here on OT Talk with Mr. T as we try to wrap up the mini management series related to time management. We're going to reiterate some points. We're going to try to finish up this mini management part of the management series as we move on to another topic. If we don't finish this, then we'll come back in another segment as we like to keep it less than 10 minutes. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Again, I'm your host, Mr. T. So when it comes to time management, it's important to be organized and to get organized. Your working space should be dedicated for all your stuff and all your and all your materials, especially if you need to study or you need to work. It should be clean of clutter. Make it simple. Make things in color-coded folders and dividers and ring binders. Have shelves dedicated to study materials and for box files, books, pens, and paper, etc. Have a box for each course or for each project you're working on for notes, photocopies, handouts, etc. Make a folder called current work or what you're currently working on and currently need to and go at the end of the week and check it out. Make sure you don't need to transfer anything. Copies of weekly timetables and monthly timetables and termly timetables if you're studying or you have projects that go on the whole term. And you could use a tool like the to keep favorite websites easily accessible from any computer you happen to work on. on. Make sure you keep your work organized and to stay informed with the different locations and times and needs for different interviews and projects and whatnot. And you also should be notified by email or posts or Blackboard or whatever to know what's going on so you don't miss deadlines or whatnot. Again, a big piece is dealing with distractions. You have to identify the distractions and notice the distractions, get things in perspective, and make sure you realize what is going on, that you don't have to get distracted by all these things. You could always check them out later. So many things are going for our attention. For instant messaging and emails, keep yourself locked out. Again, mute your phone, put it somewhere you can't see it while you're working or studying. Social networking, just stay away from it. Surfing the web, again, stay away from it unless you need to look for things. Then dedicate yourself to only look for things on your list. Video games, just do it later and make sure you're not distracted by that as well. For TV, you could always put a schedule and you could always put it on a timer and record it to look at it later when you're at home. Sometimes you have a lot of things going on in your house, but make sure to fill up a water bottle so you don't have to go anywhere and you have the water bottle near you and you don't have to go up and get up and get the food and get the drink and get the whatnot. You could just stay at your desk and not have to worry about the food, not have to worry about the drink and make sure you bring food with you and bring drink with you. Tidying your room and other chores, you just don't have to do it right now. Some people feel like they have to get out of the way, but save it for later. For family commitments, make sure you have the time for them and make sure you have the time for studying. My wife always jokes that I gave way too much time studying in grad school and not enough time for her, so I'm trying to make up for that ever since, but make sure you balance it properly. And for housework, lowers your standards. You can wash up once a day. You don't have to iron du- duvet covers. You don't have to iron blankets and whatnot, but you could always figure out ways to put things down that you don't have to make things going on. And make sure you don't have a wheelchair, a chair that has wheels, I mean, not a wheelchair, a chair that has wheels because you could whiz around the room the whole day with using that chair that has the wheels. You don't want to be able to do that. But breaking bad habits also make sure you know what stops you from managing time effectively. Write it on a worksheet, share it with someone else. You could 
figure out ways to overcome or avoid the problem, and you could share it with the group, and you want to make sure that you realize that bad time management is an intrinsic quality, and it's a bad habit that can be broken. Research shows that prioritizing advice from peers and others can help you figure out how to deal with these things, and there's ways to make more hours in the day. You know, a day has 24 hours, a week has 7 days, it's 168 hours, you spend like 56 sleeping, which is 112 left, you have 3 hours for eating, bathing, etc., so you're down to 91, then 35 hours a week for academic commitments, including work and lectures and things like that, so you're down to 56, and then there's really 8 hours every day for everything else you want, socializing, chores, paid work, and keeping fit, you don't really have much time, you have to make the time work for you, you have to realize that there's not much time in the day, and it has to be able to be done in a way to use that time properly. Make sure you have focus and active reading. You have the questions and answers if you need to read for a job or for studying. Stop reading earlier. You don't have to read everything right away. You don't have to get through the whole progress report in one sitting in those 20 minutes. You could space it out. If you don't understand something, take a step back and reread it. It's okay. Make sure you understand what you're reading or you're studying or working on. Keep complex tasks for your best thinking time. We've mentioned this. Don't rewrite your notes. Do them right the first time. If you're taking notes in a meeting or in school, always plan before you write and keep things simple. Make it with point one, point two, point three, and learn to prioritize. Again, we talked about this and say no to things that are too much out of your control. Only do things that you really have time for and don't overestimate how much time and how much ability you have. And remember, procrastination is also a big problem. It's a concern for everybody, not just students, but also work. Identify what's stopping you from studying and think about how to get around it. If you have a lot of things to do at once and you have a pile high of work, make sure you feel how you cannot be overwhelmed and try to cut down the mountain in size. Try to do little by little by little and make sure you do things in achievable ways and achievable tasks. Don't try to tackle everything at once, but little by little, one thing and one thing you could do and you can make sure to get through one thing at a time, one thing at a time. A little bit here, a little bit there will get the mountain away for sure. You can make a monthly timetable. You can make a termly timetable. You could have tools for planning. You could have working out priorities and making a project timetable, especially if you have different assignments and different things to do with doing research and whatnot and things like that. And these ideas, by the way, were for learnhire.ac.uk along with myself. And now I just wanted to mention the last few activities, some cool time management activities. And we're going to try to wrap up in the last few minutes and move on to another topic next time on OT Talk with Mr. T. This one's called $86,400. Everyone is given $86,400 to spend. They can only use the money on experiences such as learning the piano, going to the gym, or working on a project. At the end of the day, the money is written off whether participants use it or not. They cannot bank more money per day. Have your team write down how they're going to use the money. When everyone completes their list, gather the team, discuss why and how they spend the money. This could be with adults, and you could grade it down for kids. And explain that we all have 86,400 seconds to use or invest in the day. Invest it wisely. It will give you long-term dividends in health, skills, knowledge, and relationships. And it's a cool exercise for students and adults. The next one's called Ribbon of Life. For this time management exercise, you need a ribbon with a length of 100 centimeters, 1 meter, and a pair of scissors. Step-by-step questions. Number one, what's the estimated lifespan of an individual? Normal people will say 75 to 85. The real figure is 79 years. You need to cut 21 centimeters of your ribbon to get it down from 100. It's now 79 centimeters. We have 79 years left. And then the next question, what's the average age of the participants? Depending on if they're 5-year-olds or they're 29-year-olds, for the purpose of this... They'll say that they're 29. So then you chop off another 29 centimeters of your ribbon. These years are what you would call sunk costs. You can't do anything about them. They're already gone. So your ribbon now has 50 centimeters left. So we have 50 years left. Trick question. The actual answer is no because you have to factor in weekends, public holidays, casual sick days, and annual holidays. So really we have 52 weeks, 52 Sundays per year. So you lose 
50 years of that, then you're down to 7.14. So you reduce the ribbon by 7 centimeters, and then it applies to Saturdays or days off. So you reduce another 7 centimeters, and there's 10 public holidays, which gives us uh, 1.5 years when you multiply by 50. So you reduce the ribbon again by 1.5 centimeters, and then you spend approximately 40, year, 40 days a year on casual leave, sick leave, and then it's 5 years. So you cut off another 5 centimeters. You're left with 29.5 years, but you take into account sleeping, eating, and commuting, and you th- a third of our day is sleeping for most people, not everyone. Considering an average eight hours of sleep per day, we get 122 times 50, that's 17 years. You cut off 17 centimeters and you need two hours for lunch, breakfast, snacks, dinner, and then you add that and it'll be about four years, including 30 days a year, 50 years. Cut off four centimeters, so you factor in traveling from one place to another for activities, and then you average an hour a day, that's two more years. So now we're down to cutting down all the ribbon, and all we're left is six years of life, six centimeters of ribbon to make it or break it. It's up to us to make the best of it. The next one's called the disconnection. Give your team a piece of paper, ask them to write down ten things they did at work yesterday. It doesn't have to be order or additional comments, just list it, and then they give another paper and write down five topics they'll discuss with the boss in the appointments review, and then have them look at the two lists together and link tasks from the first line to the second one, and then you can link enough, and then the aha moment is when they realize that you have to do things that link to what you really have to do in the job. These are just different activities and ideas for time management. You have to be in charge of your time to manage and prioritize better. Join us next time as we move over to money management here on OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T.